Welcome another episode, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights, sitting here with Dave Slipka. We're going to do a tribute to Alan Rosen, Mr. Mint, the larger-than-life figure that uh, Dave and I both knew, and we'll have a little back and forth about uh, uh, positive reminiscence of uh, an, an amazing guy who passed away about three years ago. But first, thanks to our sponsors, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, comc.com, that's comc.com out in the Seattle area, Burbank Sports Cards, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Heritage Auctions, Huggins and Scott Auctions, Upper Deck, Panini, and Tops. So, welcome, Dave. We've uh, chatted before. We've worked together. Uh, actually, you've worked for Beckett Publications and Beckett Media how many times? Is this your third stint? Are you 3.0? No, or you, just two. Just or two. you had two? I thought just you were two. you were there, you were gone, you were back. thought you were gone, then you were back. No, I only came back once to okay. be the editor of the uh, baseball okay. magazine for a couple of years. Well, you've seen... My first uh, stint was 22 years, so that, that's, that, <laughs> that, that's enough. That's, that, well, mine was about 21 years. So that's, <laughs> that's good. Uh, at any rate, uh, always uh, great talking to you. And uh, we each had uh, a relationship with Alan Rosen, but it was from a slightly different angle, each of us, I think. And so I think uh, perhaps as, as we've not scripted this, but realized that you have some of the other half of the story in some cases of, of in, uh, in, in the interactions that I had and our company had with Mr. Mr. Mint. So get that's, us started. That, that, that's true. Um, being that I was working in the advertising department for much of my career at Beckett, I, he, was, uh, he was a whale. He was a target. So he was somebody that I wanted to know. Um, so that was, you know, that was later on earlier, early on, I, I, for people that don't know Alan or weren't around when he entered the business, he was to the hobby, what Donald Trump has been to politics, <laughs> it, you know, and that just came to me on the way over here. I was thinking about it is how, how do you explain Alan Rosen's impact in this hobby? And really he entered our business the way that Trump entered politics is that he did not come in to be like anybody else. He came in to be like himself. Yep. He wanted to change the status quo. He wanted to make things better the way that he thought they were. And, and bottom well, line, he took bottom this line industry money. to another level. And so his his rising tide really raised all boats. It's like you say about uh, President Trump. I mean, basically, there's more interest in politics now because half the people hate somebody and half of them love him. Half love his policies, half, half hate his policies. With Mr. Mint, Alan Rosen... I think more than half the people appreciated him. I but, think he but was, it was very similar where but, there was a faction that really thought that he was just a blowhard, big mouth. Well, no, but he was, he, he, he did have a big mouth, but he also produced. He did. He, but he, he was, um, he, he took on all comers when it was, when it was time to buy. He would, I mean, again, if it was an eligible buy, he wanted it, but he had some favorites. He had some middle people that were finding deals for him and that he wholesaled out stuff to. Now, those people, he was he was he was the golden goose for them. If you were on the outside looking in and you had to buy retail after it went down, well then maybe you're thinking, hey, Alan, uh, cut me in on on this uh, big find. And the bottom line is he had access to the cash. He a had lot of times people would have a deal that they couldn't they couldn't touch. And they'd bring him in, and and then he'd still. But he he somehow had a way of making sure that this uh, in this it wasn't a pyramid thing, but this in this multi level situation, he wanted to be at the top of the pyramid to where he brokered the, the he was in exactly. charge, the general partner, exactly. and then he'd have his publication guy, he'd have his autograph guy, he'd have his vintage guy, and all that stuff. And then he he had some sense. And it's always been, well, it has been the case that when it's a huge collection like that, it, there's, it sells at a discount because there are not that many people who can put together six figure or, or now seven figure types of, uh, to, uh, of, of cash. 
And he, and was, he was the first one to do that. He was also one of the first ones to appear on national television, national right. radio, famously for Good Morning America, and right. articles about him in Sports Illustrated. And um, people would be jealous of him. Other dealers would be jealous. But at the same time, as you said, the high tide raises all boats, is that he brought awareness to the business, and the business only grew as, as he grew. Well, I mean, there was, it was, he was social media before there was social media. He exactly. was, he was, I wouldn't say he was photogenic, but he certainly put his, his, uh, his picture on everything. And so he's always out there. And if you, you know, again, this is an audio podcast. We can't show all those, but in the audio aspect of just the written word and the spoken word, he was out there talking it up as well. So he was not a shrinking violet. But he understood the power of, of image and presentation with his fistful of hundred dollar bills and, and, and all that stuff. So this was, he was made for Instagram. He was made for Twitter. He was made for Facebook before they were around. He did the, the equivalent by being omnipresent at the key, at the key shows. It seemed like to me. And he was, he was the key element at any show. If he was at your show, it was a legit show. Or he made he put it, it on the mind. He on the made map. it a legit show. He was the he was the first guy. Well, to, he could get free table. He could also right. be right at, up front. Where if back in the days when when people would walk in with a collection, he'd he'd have first shot. He'd have first shot. He was one of the first guys to have a display case and just have hundred dollar bills fanned out. <laughs> yeah. And then by the end of the show, he'd have mantle rookies fanned yeah. out. And uh, you, you you wanted to see what was going on. I mean, there would people be sometimes just hang out at his table just to watch, just to see the things that were coming in. And, in his years back, in his, would you say his heyday was in the the late eighties, the nineties, somewhere, somewhere around in there, probably. Definitely late eighties. Late eighties. Yeah, not, sure. not that he was any less of an impact in the early nineties. Um, but that was, yeah, you know. that was the strength. And basically he did, um, if he did like $10 million in those days, what would the equivalent be now? Wow. A hundred million? It, it would have to be because there was a time when a $10 million auction when a whole auction well, catalog, that'd be, that was a year's worth of an auction right. and it was 600 pages of primo stuff. And so, uh, okay. So at his peak, he, so let's say he wasn't doing a hundred million, but he was doing 10 million. That's no eBay. That's, right. that's just face to face or making a phone call or, or transacting at shows and, and his ads through SCD and the ads through SCD he, where he, he was in some ways he made SCD in some ways SCD exactly. helped make him. He had the dominant position of the inside cover right. or, or first page right. of every issue. He demanded that just as he demanded the first table in, in the show. Right. I mean, he wouldn't participate unless he had right. what he wanted. Well, he was, uh, he was an important, let's get into the price guide aspect because he was an important source for those price guides because he was doing so much business. Now, some of his, but the question would be, is the transaction to be reported when I'm sitting there and you're sitting there? We're trying to do accurate price guides. Is it his, his buy price? <laughs> <laughs> or is it his sell price that he sold to his middle people? Or is it the retail price that they sold it for, or tried to sell it for? Again, we're trying to do a retail price guide, but I'd get back, I'd get into it with him about that. I'd say, but Al, you, you sold it for this. He said, yeah, but it's really worth this. I said, well, then how come you'd be able to buy it all day long at this? Um, and at some point, you know, we, we went from, from him being a strong contributor to him kind of getting mad at me. Uh, he'd always faithfully mark up the books, and then all of a sudden he just he went on strike. I don't think he was asking for a better deal. We had some misunderstanding that he was pretty much unwilling to talk about with me. I mean, I had I mean I'm a different personality. Uh, I certainly respected him, but he just he got he got frustrated about something. So enlighten me on that. We've talked about that a little bit, but uh, yeah, when, when that started to go south, I was working on the Price Guy team, and, and I remember that, and that was kind of he really became a 
persona non grata for Beckett employees that, you know, we would travel shows and all the time and we would be cordial, but he would not. He'd be nasty he, sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And so, sometimes not cordial to some yeah. of our, of our employees, but it was just, he was very intimidating and we didn't understand fully what the reason was, but we just knew that stay away. We weren't going to get anything. Uh, so skip ahead a few years later when I moved over to advertising and that's where I said that I, you know, I, I decided to make the call. I said, he, he hadn't, he Good. hadn't, he hadn't been advertising in, 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 he our wouldn't act. talk to me. Correct. So I'm glad because, and I think he was mad at me, not our team. Right. And I think I got him on the phone and he said, he says, no, he goes, I, I'm with SCD and I'd never be with you guys again. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't know if it ended with a, a click right there or <laughs> if, if it didn't, it didn't go much longer, but at least he knew who I was. And, you know, I was able, then I'd see him at a show and I'd say hello. So it was kind of just trying to develop a relationship. And as I did that, uh, you know, I just kept, you know, there, there'd be special issues or there'd be sponsorships or there'd be opportunities, things yeah. that we were doing that legitimately were, could right. be a good fit right. for him. And I wanted to feed his ego, not just for the sake of it, but it was a good fit and yes. it would have been a good fit for him. It would have been a good fit for us. And that's what I always look for as a, as an ad rep. Yeah. And, um, I, I think he, he respected that in some way. So skip ahead to, yeah, I a, mean, you would, Dave, I mean, you're kind of exceptional in the fact that you had totally paid your dues. I mean, you'd been this amazing ad guy, but you also had the price guide analytic chops too. So you clearly could speak his languages, which is Correct. selling cards yeah. and advertising. Right. Right. I wasn't just, you know, trying to, you yeah. know, Hey, Oh, you want it for a thousand? How about 800? How about 700? Yeah, yeah, no, it was, yeah. it was about the fit and it was about the opportunity. He wouldn't have done it for free at, 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 at some point there. I believe that those I words don't were, think, I, I believe don't those think, words yeah, were spoken. Yeah. Now that you mentioned that, I believe he did say that yeah. He goes, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take it. That was in the beginning. Right. But as time went by and as the, I began to, you know, whittle him down a little bit. The time came where I had the opportunity to have dinner with him at a, a trade conference. You're not conference. talking about weeks. You're not talking about months. I think years. you're talking about years. Yes. <laughs> had an opportunity to have a dinner with him at the Hawaii trade conference. Yeah. And I don't think I had ever heard from you or I think I'd ever heard from anybody. The real, what is the real reason that I didn't know what Jim it was, and Al are, I didn't know what it was. Are, right. Are, are, don't get along. I, I didn't know. And I just, I just sat down and I just said, do you mind me just asking, you know, what, what is your problem with Jim? His answer wasn't quick. He took a deep breath and, and, he, and he said, I, I think one of the, he might've used the word respect. And he, he felt like that you weren't listening to his contributions is that he was giving contributions, but they weren't lis being listened to. And he said he understood him from some aspect, but other aspects where he had absolute a hundred percent proof and you still didn't accept it. That's when he couldn't have it. And I said, well, give me an example. Like, what was that about? He said, well, I got images of a 1950 blank. I can't remember specifically uncut sheets where it definitively shows that this X card is a short print and it has to be. And he still doesn't acknowledge that in the magazine. And that is something that I just can't get past is, 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 does he have a library full of them? Is he holding back on them? Is he trying to manipulate? <laughs> Why will he refuse to acknowledge that? And, I obviously had no comeback. I had no knowledge. I didn't know, know what that was about. Um, so we moved on to the next subject, continued to talk, um, did what we could. Long story short, he eventually did run a few ads with us later on, but that's not the point of the story. The, so I was able to get back with you, Jim, I think after maybe even right there in Hawaii or maybe uh, when we got back to the office and I, I relayed the story to you and y your response was so very quick. It was, yeah, but, but I have the pictures of the other sheets that he doesn't know. And I said, what? Because the way yeah. Al told the story, I I almost believed him. He made it sound like, well, yeah, Jim's wrong. This has got to be wrong. <laughs> I said, Jim, what's the story with this? And you said, yeah, that that's there's 
those are the, those three sheets. And then on the other three sheets, they all balance out. Yeah. And I, I, and I was just thinking, wow, I mean, there you, there you go. Well, listeners, it's, uh, it's tough. <laughs> you, know, we, you know, there's, uh, like I say, partial knowledge. Uh, we're all iterating toward it. Sometimes people have the whole picture, but I mean, I lost a number of years of, of, uh, of, of friendship with him. I didn't lose a lot of sleep about it because I was probably not sleeping that much anymore. Right. But the respect issue, I want to get back to that before we stop here is that I, 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 uh, I did respect him, but where I drew the line was that he, at some at some point felt that he was the market and i right. wasn't and that's the other aspect that you haven't said that i was not willing to say al you are the you are the 100% market maker and since we're trying to track the market and you're the market maker then whatever you say goes i was not willing to do that and that's when we had our little standoff and the plastic i mean the 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 uncut sheets of which you know uh, you know that's i've been studying that stuff more than he had but i don't you know, it's just, it's just one of those things. Uh, it's a shame. Uh, he died of leukemia about three years ago, I think. And, uh, and, uh, like I say, at, at one point, uh, we were, we were pretty good friends and then we weren't, but, uh, I, uh, I basically have really good memories of, of, uh, of, of back in his prime where he was just hitting it out of the park every show and, uh, and, and bragging about it and then doing it all over again. And I want to thank you, Dave, for being here and taking us down memory lane with just, again, the, the positive aspects of a guy that really was a real giant and really helped build this industry. And, uh, and he, he is missed. Uh, I know he slowed down in his later years, but, uh, he, in, in his prime, he was, he was absolutely a, a force. Well, we, we are here in some aspects because of him yes. and we're in a better place because this industry had him. Absolutely. Definitely worth a tribute. Alan Rosen, you're missed and, uh, and, uh, thank you for this uh, opportunity. We'll see you again tomorrow with another episode. And uh, thank you, listeners.